Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to uh, my interview series. Today we are doing interview number two with the lovely Jen Compton. Welcome, Jen. How are you going? Thank you. Well, thank you, Jen. <laughs> We're having fun with technology today, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> and our theme, our theme for our conversation today, we've decided we're going to talk about following your dreams and finding your truth. But mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. I've been the last couple of days uh, formulating a speech for my son's wedding in October and we've had this quote by Nelson Mandela on our cupboard for the whole of um, the time that we've lived in this house. And um, I think it's a great quote to read today uh, because it's just along what exactly what we're talking about. This was his inaugural speech, Nelson Mandela's inaugural speech, 1994. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, but that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, but who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that others won't feel insecure around you. We are born to make manifest the glory of God that is within each, within each of us. As we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Beautiful. I love that. That's Very gorgeous, isn't it? So gorgeous. And it's interesting because that's one of my, I realised that my why or my, you know, my legacy behind my business and my book is all about being authentically me means that other people have permission to be authentically them. And that's sort of the, the behind the scenes of why I do what I do. So it's really interesting that it's obviously been influenced by that quote somewhere along the line because I've definitely heard that quote a few times and it really resonates with me. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's fantastic. And your lovely book, Life's a Mango, which uh, is uh, gorgeous, uh, in being reprinted. Yay! Is that the new? Is that the new one or the? No, this is the original version. So I don't have the new one with me, but I'm on school holidays at the moment. So these school holidays, I'll be definitely just working really hard on getting the final version to Jason and then we'll be signing off and uh, it'll be going uh, to be printed. Yeah. Fantastic. It's so exciting because your first version, obviously that's the one you have in your hand, had a certain number of poems and the next one, your second edition, has how many more? That's right, 54 in the first version and 76 in the second version. And it also comes with illustrations by the very talented uh, Brooke Doby, uh, who is a graphic designer and an illustrator who lives on the Gold Coast. And, um, yeah, and I've also divided the poems into sections using the sort of the mango as a metaphor. Um, so, yeah, that's how it's going to be different. Mm. That's great. And it's so interesting when you think about it because, you know, you were talking to me about that whole concept of doing a second edition and adding in things and changing things that didn't quite work or adding in information that is new information but fills out a story a little bit better. So it, it's it's a it's something I hadn't considered um, when I first thought about the book. I just thought I'd write a new book. But, you know, perhaps a second edition is something that would be um, 
worth doing. It's, it's an yeah, interesting. It is, it is a good idea um, because you can sort of tweak it and um, yeah, maybe format it in a different way. Um, and uh, yeah, you've got that same material, but by you know, um, what did Wayne Dwyer say? Change the way you look at things, and the things you look at change. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> Yeah. Definitely. That's great. So within that theme today, you've picked um, a couple of poems that you'd like to um, share with us that, yeah. Um, yeah. along the lines of um, dreaming well, and being true to yourself. That's right, yeah. And, look, I was reading your book and um, I was just really admiring the way that you knew in your heart that the cruise ship experience needed something deeper and more spiritual and more profound for people, that just because they were going on a cruise ship didn't mean that they wanted to waste their time uh, while they were away, that they wanted, they could use this time in a meaningful way, just like Ocean uses his time. When he goes on a cruise ship, he spends quite a lot of time writing, doesn't he? And uh, in fact, he wrote his last last book uh, on, on a cruise ship. That's true. So I think... Um, that belief that you had in yourself that um, you were really, you felt really guided and you felt really sure that it was what people wanted and you were right. So, um, yeah. So with that in mind, this is a poem from my book and it's called Your Dream. And the person I'm um, referencing in this poem is my son, Brendan, uh, who is an actor. Your dream, he's studying so hard at acting his craft, reads novels and scripts all day, it's his path. He's right in the moment, that's just how he is, doesn't care for mundane, he's all for showbiz. He's showing me how I could live this life by being creative more than mother and wife. We all have these talents that we keep locked away, let them come out be seen for they need to play. They want to work through us to bring light into the world. We sometimes ignore them whether we're boy or girl. Let your light shine now, create and be seen. Do what you love, dare to have the big dream. You won't regret it, you'll be true to yourself. Your gifts and talents bring you inner wealth. My son, he has taught me to follow my dream. Be bold, be creative, do what makes you keen. When we live life like this, we feel so alive. Connected to others, it gives us the drive to keep going on, to get out of bed. You follow your dream knowing you will be led on a meaningful journey of wonder and light. There will be some hitches, but don't give up the fight. If you've got talent that needs to be shown, stop making excuses, get it out there, get known. You go to a market, you're buying their art. That's not what you need now, find your gift, now start. Don't say not creative, I'm no good at this. Let the idea take hold and it do not dismiss. Every day do a bit of the art that, you're, that you love. It will take flight like some pure white dove. No matter your age or status or role, give an hour or so each day to your goal. Don't be dramatic, get angry or curse. Just keep plugging at it. You'll get better, not worse. The secret is to be... The secret is... <laughs> the secret is to be committed to art. Wake up early each day and make a good start. You still do your day job so you can pay the bill, but your art form evolves because you have the will. Don't expect to be rich or seek out the fame. Do your best each day and life won't be the same. The joy it will grow in leaps and in bounds. Your treasure you've opened, a secret you've found. Be brave, do it now, set ideas in motion. You'll transform yourself. It's your magic potion. 
Be brave. Do it now. Set ideas in motion. You'll transform yourself. Just listen to ocean. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to love it when we see this video. (laughs) If he he watches it all the way through, do you know what we should say? If Mm. you watch our video all the way through, you might hear yourself being mentioned and then you'll have to watch the video all the way through. And we could say it's in the, it's in the first ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I think that's so that's so cool. I love that you've incorporated your family into your poems. Of course, I mean, how can we not? You know, we always write from our own perspective, even if we're writing a non-fiction story. It's about, oh, sorry, a fiction story. <laughs> it's it's going to have your personal influence on it. You know. Um, in fact, my, my son at the moment, he's doing a radio series. He's calling it KP Radio. That's um, what he's doing is taking different artists and he's playing their music, but in between the breaks he's talking about their life. And the one he just did um, that he released yesterday is about um, Amy Winehouse. Ah. And um, he's got a quote from her saying, I can only sing about things that have happened to me that relate to my life because she says otherwise I can't give give it meaning. I can't really sing with that kind of conviction and, and depth through to my soul. Right. And I thought to myself, oh, I feel the same way. You know, I can only write about things that I've experienced personally. And then it got me thinking, gee, I'd love to, I'd love to meet up with a muso who could put some of my poems to uh, music because I really feel that way that would be really great to do that one day. So anyway, down the track when they say to me, so what's the future for Jen Compton? They are putting my poems to music. (laughs) Well, interestingly, I know somebody who could do that for you. There's a lady that I know who lives on the island who is a a multi-instrumentalist and she does music for art installations. Okay, well, let's catch up after this interview and maybe we'll we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Coming back to your book, um, it's interesting that um, we're just talking about, you know, following your dream and and, um, uh, going along the path that we can see for us. And you've got here on page four, you say, what was wonderful about this life at sea was that um, you could be anyone and do anything complete freedom to explore your possibilities. This was something that I'd never experienced before. Even travelling overseas to many other countries, I'd never felt that excitement of exploring whatever version of myself that I wanted to be. This really was the ultimate social experiment. (laughs) Yeah. I, I remember thinking when I was writing the introduction to the book that that was exactly what it was. It was like big brother on speed, you know, like, it was what I lived for six years, you know, that that concept of everything being, you know, incorporated in your life. And then every six months you change to a different ship. So there would be something else and someone new and all the crew might not know you. Some might, but mostly you wouldn't know anybody. And so you could say, this contract, I'm going to be risk taker, Pip. And then this contract, I'm going to be calm read a book in my cabin pip (laughs) and then you can try different things out you can sort of see what what fits it's like putting on different outfits yeah 
Yeah, I totally hear that. I remember some of the best New Year's Eves I've ever experienced have been in youth hostels with complete strangers. Right. There was no emotional baggage there. There was no expectations of anything. It was just people coming together in a moment in time. And like you said, I could be whatever version of myself I wanted to be. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really interesting. And mm. your, I love that your poems tap into a moment, but then they also talk about that they're expansive and they're um, inward focused. That's something that I really like about the way that you write. Um, and they have that nice sort of simple, um, it's not easy to do, but it's a, a simple way of reading. You don't, you don't feel like you're getting all complicated and tied up in the, in the poem. You mm. can just read it and go, I get what you're trying to say. Like, I, I think hope that's- I said that bit because that's the kind of poetry I wanted to write. In fact, I think Ocean once said, oh, it's not really poetry, it's like rhyming prose. Um, And I said, yeah, I don't want those kinds of poems that at high school, you know, the teacher had to explain for two weeks before we understood how to talk. I I just want a poem that, like you said, you read it and you get it straight away and you go, aha, yes. Yeah, I love that. And the other poem that you were going to share today is kind of, um, using uh, similar to, there was a poem that you read the other time that was the ABCs um, mm. poem when we talked before. And this time you've done a similar thing with the word success, but then I noticed that it sort of went on from there as well. So um, yeah. did you do that? In, you did that intentionally, I presume. <laughs> what do you mean with the success one? With the word, the, the S. Yes. Yes, yes. So you did that on purpose. <laughs> It wasn't just like a happy, like, coincidence. You actually have some thought that you put into it. <laughs> there you go, Steve. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, so this is, um, yeah, success. And, again, follows along the lines of, of what we were saying. And success can be um, different things to different people. And I think I realised um, quite a while ago that my idea of success was not what society was telling me was successful because I would look at so-called successful people and go, hmm, I don't want to go down that way. If that's what success looks like, then no thanks, I don't want that one. Um, so, yeah, this is what it is for me, success. Great. It is the sight to see the journey ahead, a vision of future and by present be led. You is for unlocking your potential within. Open your heart and let the journey begin. C is for cherishing this very moment. Invite the now in, important component. C is for consciousness. Let it work through you. Be the space for the art. Your light will shine through. E is for ego. Of this, just let go. Pretends to be friend, but is actually foe. S is for surrender to the greater good. Don't resist or push, accept understood. S is for savour, all people and things. In your life for a reason, the wind under your wings. This is real success, does not come from money. Have the courage to dream and life will be sunny. It's not what you have, how much silver or gold. Be true to yourself, let success then unfold. There may be fear of releasing the known. Just trust and have faith, know you're never alone. These words, they are true, to your heart you must listen. Best teacher for life, know you're on a mission. Be bold and stay true. Let this moment unfold. Do what you love. See life's good as gold. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> I love that. That is so perfect. And we were just talking about that today in our mentorship session with Ocean about mm. letting, and Josh was saying about letting the, um, 
the energy come through you when you're talking about your your book you know right. the, the message comes through you which I thought um was really great and insightful and and wonderful advice you know yeah we talked about that Pip in um our first session together when you were asking me about how life's a manga came about and I said that I was in bed with chronic fatigue post-viral fatigue and that I just became a medium for the mm the art um, or the, the poetry that was just sort of coming through me because I was in such a relaxed state. Right. That um, that was a really good lesson for me that creativity cannot come through unless you're relaxed. And I think that's why what Ocean was saying um, about the personal development and Josh has been saying it as well, that we need to take care of ourselves because then we can be creative. Yes. And it's really interesting to me that whole you know, concept of, yes, we need to take action. It's really important. There are action steps that need to be taken, of course. You know, you've got to take massive action to do these big goals, any big, any goal, any dream that you have, there's steps that need to be taken. But if you're not addressing the fears that come up at each of those steps, if you're not addressing the the stuff, you know, the, the underlying stuff that happens, that's so important and you need tools to do that. You need meditation and you need books and you need um, coaches and you need, you know, um, things things to use, you know, tools to use so that you can actually work through those fears that come up because there's always, who is it, is it Oprah or somebody says that, you know, the bigger that your goal is, your bigger your purpose, the bigger the fear. Mm. you know and that's just makes sense so the more afraid that you are the the more important it is you know <laughs> the mm. more the more it means to you you know it means so much more when it's a, a something that's really you've been dreaming about for your whole life you know yeah. so. and it's been interesting in these um web conferences we've been doing that josh and ocean have been transparent with us and they have talked about um burnout um, when you don't look after yourself yeah. um, and they have talked about um, not everything you do will be an immediate success, that they will save you on the way. Yeah. Um, so I think this has been a really good lesson for us as well, that even though we put in the hours and we, we plan and we do everything that we're told, sometimes, you know, it just won't work out and we just have to have that resilience and keep on believing in what we're doing. But yeah. now that we're definitely on the path we want to be on yes definitely yeah and I think that's where I, just before I my book was um, available for purchase I remember feeling very um, wound up and like afraid of what was going to happen next you know and I had I remember saying I spoke to um, my editor I spoke to Jason and I said I'm scared that it's either going to be a complete flop and there's going to be just like you know um, what's it when they roll down the when you've got like a, a, a town and there's tumbleweeds, you know, I have this like vision in my head of like just nothing, nothing happening. And then the other extreme, I was like, what if there's just too many people ordering and I don't have enough books to get? <laughs> and he was like, um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm not sure which one's worse. And he was like, I'm pretty sure I know which one's worse. Like the, you know, and, I, and he was like, and besides that, neither of those things necessarily is going to happen it's probably going to be somewhere in between and I remember feeling so relieved 
when he told me that it's not going to be one of the extremes, probably. It's probably going to be somewhere in the middle, which I was okay with, but I wasn't focusing on that. I was focusing on these two extremes that could and happen. And was he right? He was right, yeah. <laughs> and that's why I think it's great to have a mentor and to have a team behind you because trying to do it on your own, I know people who've tried to do it on their own and some have been successful, but it makes such a difference. I've felt so much more supported in that environment, um, you know, of having the assistance of a, a mentor and a publisher that helps you, you know. Yeah, me too. I think it's just invaluable, really. It really is. And, you know, we wouldn't be here if it, having this interview now if it wasn't for Ocean Reef Publishing. So exactly. I feel really grateful to be part of the, the family. Hey, listen. Yeah. Have you got any other um, experiences from your book that sort of align with what we're talking about today? Yeah, I, I guess the, the one that comes to mind for me is one of the things that really was a bit of an aha moment for me when I actually wrote the book. And I got it when I was on board, but I mean, that was 15 years ago that I was working on board. And the aha moment was that I realised teaching other people about their connection to themselves and their connection to source and their spiritual kind of opening up and personal development meant that I actually opened up more and became more connected and more spiritual, like in my own self. And so one of the, one of the stories in there is about the way that I describe um, spirituality to, to my students and how they would say to me, you know, are we going to be going down that religious path? And I would say, no, that's not how I visualise or um, understand spirituality. And the way that I described it made me go, oh, my God, that is how I believe. Like every time I described it to somebody, it was slightly different, but it made me, reminded me of what my connection to spirituality was, mm -hmm. you know, and learning, teaching people how to do meditation that, I always thought it was just a physical thing. When I first started doing meditation, I thought it was just about relaxing the body and calming the mind and I didn't get the spiritual bit of it. I just thought, oh, you just sit down and go on or something. I don't know. <laughs> but then when I started to teach it to people, I started to go, oh, yeah, but in that simplicity and in that quietness and in that calming of the mind and the body, there's the connection there's that connection to the source that people go, well, how do I get that? And I go, well, you have to calm the mind and the body first and then the other will come in naturally. That's who we are naturally. And the inner, the inner self, you know, connection is there. It's just that we have to quiet everything else so that we can hear it <laughs> and see it and feel it. And, yeah, so even then, just now, I just saying that is another slight variation on how I described it in the book, but it's the same, you know, the yeah. same. Yeah. Yeah. It's really amazing. It's interesting, isn't it, as we grow older as women, yeah. this, this wisdom comes up um, and it's, uh, you know, you hear people like Jane Fonda and others say that you become more comfortable in your own skin. Yep. And it is a nice feeling as the wrinkles appear. Um, <laughs> wrinkled but we get more um we do become more comfortable and we become more confident in what is what is our path and what is right and 
perhaps when we're younger, we're, we're sort of experimenting and we're, we're going up different paths and then coming back and going up another one and coming back until finally we say, no, this is, this is the way I want to go. Yep. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Did you see any other poems today that you, um, that you thought were aligning with what we were talking about? I well actually I looked at those two that you had said that you wanted to recite today and I and I didn't actually look at any of the other ones in mm. in, in um today um so off the top of my head I'm not sure um if there's any was there one that you thought might no no it was just because you said that you were going to recite some of the poems oh. and I thought oh, oh, which one? <laughs> going into your book Pip um on page 213 you've got um, the title, Trying to Make the Best of Things. Mm. And I love here how you said um, that since then I've learned that there are three things you can do to improve your circumstances, accept them, change them, leave them. Mm -hmm. I tried the first two and then eventually I chose to leave them. Yeah. So, yeah, that was quite um, insightful, that, I thought. Yeah. That, was, that was a profound kind of knowing that, I had to leave that space that I had loved for that, you know, five years or so. I'd really, really loved being in that space and I had to make a choice about my own, what I needed for me and what, you know, the space was asking of me. The environment was asking me to, to give more than I was willing to give at a certain point. And then there was a relationship that was also keeping me there but I wasn't actually happy in that space anymore so yeah I couldn't accept it and I couldn't change it and so in the end I had to come to that that decision of leaving which was it was tough it was a it was a tough decision to make. part of like a family and um you become so comfortable and well yeah. and that sense of belonging and that's yeah. quite scary when we have to do like I say in my poem there may be fear of releasing the known just trust and have faith no you're never alone yep. um, yeah I think. yeah yeah so that that was that was big but um but a very special and important moment for me as well to actually honor myself completely in that moment and say this is what I need to do and I think that for me is a is the success that that's the bit that resonates for me as, as a successful moment in my life is when I honoured myself above all else. That's, that is a, um, part of success for me. So, yeah. The self-love we were talking about this morning, that yeah. to love others and to now you're in a helping role, in a supportive role, but to do that, you have to be the light, don't you? You have to be the sun, like shining out. <laughs> yeah. You have to sort of acknowledge your own heat and what you are to then be able to, to shine out and give to others. Definitely. Um, which yeah. is how we started the interview with Nelson Mandela's speech, you know, and he talks about, doesn't he? It's our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. Um, and where he says, as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. Yeah. So there we go. We've come full circle. We have. What a perfect way to complete the, you know, bookend. <laughs> bookend yeah. that, beautiful, that beautiful interview. So um, where can we find you, Jen? Let's remind everybody of where they can find you if they'd like to. Um... Hey, so you can buy my book uh, on my website, jencompton.com. 
you can also you'll also be able to buy it it's out of print at the moment but hopefully in a few weeks you'll be able to buy the second edition on my website and also on the ocean reads publishing website it's available as a kindle on Amazon and also as an audio book. And I guess once the second edition comes out, I will be doing uh, another audio book to, um, to update it from the 54th on to the 76th. How yeah. exciting. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And, uh, yes, and if anyone still hasn't got a copy of uh, Finding My Soul at Sea, um, <laughs> there's uh, you never know. Uh, you can go to pipcoleman.com and also Amazon to get the Kindle version. I haven't done my audio version yet, but I'd love to record that. That's on my list of things to do. And, uh, and of course, going to Ocean Reef Publishing as well, .com. So, yeah. um, and I just say so that your book is a great one to dip in and out of, um, like dipping in and out of the sea, uh, because, uh, yeah, I just, um, I, I'll pick it up and I'll just read a couple of pages and I'll have a chuckle and I'll have a, oh my goodness moment and then <laughs> that's a 